Hello and welcome to the Thought Leader Podcast. I'm Jeff Heisner, video journalist and digital media director for the Michigan District. And today we're talking with Pastor Chris Pavlov from St. Mark in Battle Creek. And first of all, Pastor, we want to welcome you to the Michigan District. You've been here now six months. How's it going? Man, it has been uh, it has been a whirlwind. I, you know, I hit the ground running and um about two weeks in, we had to set a budget and have a congregational meeting. <laughs> so, uh, but but since then, man, it's been awesome, and uh, God's been doing great things. So, I got to talk to you about this. You were at the theological conference, and then also at the adult gathering. Your family's first visit to Michigan was in Mackinac. So, tell the story about how you go to to your family and say, "Hey, we're moving to Michigan," and what was their reaction? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, in 2020, I spoke at Mackinac Island, never been there, took my kids and they were like, this place is amazing. This is like Disney World of the North uh, fudge all day. And then um, uh, so when I told them, hey, daddy's got a call to Michigan, they were like, are we going to Mackinac Island again? And I'm like, no, there's not a church in Mackinac that I know of. Uh, Battle Creek, though. And so uh, they, you know, they're, but they're excited to be here and they've uh, been acclimated. The, the church has welcomed them with open arms. They've, you know, got right um, into the schools and met a bunch of friends. And yeah, man, it's, it's uh, we've hit the ground running. Uh, very cool. Well, one of the main reasons we wanted to bring you on is because you're an author and you wrote a recent book here, 25 Prayers to Christmas, Praying Through the Christmas Story. Uh, tell us about this book, uh, how you decided to bring this forward and, and where people can get it. Yeah, so I think with um, with Christmas, we've got just a calendar full of things, right? And it was like last year we were doing our Advent you know, calendar thing as a family. And then we're doing our readings as a family. And then we're going to church services and Christmas pageants and office parties and school programs. And it was just this, like the flurry of events and activities. And I got done and I'm like, I don't feel like I had, I was busy, but I don't feel like I had that, that depth, that, that encounter with Jesus that I wish I would have had. And I remember, um, uh, you know, it was sometime uh, in January, I kind of went back over the Christmas story and I was just reading through it. And all of a sudden, like words and phrases started jumping out in the Christmas story from Luke's account in, in particular. And I thought, man, I want that. I want that experience. And I remember reading Mary's prayer and going, I want that I, kind of a, a, an encounter with with Christ uh, during the Christmas season. And I, I looked at Mary's prayer and I'm like, wait a minute. Why can't the, that be my prayer? What, why can't I pray what she just prayed? And that really made me go back and re, and go, okay, could I identify like in an Advent calendar way? Could I identify twenty five <laughs> prayers in Luke's account that we could be praying to deepen our Christmas celebration? Ah, that's really cool. And I know um, we recently did a podcast for aspiring authors, and mm -hmm. since you've been published now a couple of times, right? Uh, what mm -hmm. advice do you give people who may want to write, whether it be about the process or the inspiration? And then on the other side, I want to ask you also, uh, what about on the publishing side of things too? But let's start with uh, that yeah. advice for the process and the inspiration. And you talked about your inspiration there, which was awesome. Right. right. Um, you know what? Consistency beats intensity. <laughs> That's my advice to to any aspiring author. And meaning that like best way to eat an elephant is one bite at a time. If you, if you have an idea, don't try to sit down and write it all at once. It, actually, it will be better if you just kind of let it marinate or 
I guess this is Lutheran, you know, podcast. If you put it in the crock pot and you let it stew for a little bit, well just let it one little bit at a time. Consistency beats intensity. Find that time in a course of a day where you can sit down to write and write. Even if it's for five minutes, you've made progress. You are a writer. And um, the next thing you know, you'll look back and, oh my goodness, I think this thing is done or I'm really close to being done. And just one step at a time is the way to write anything, uh, including, you know, the idea that God has put in your heart. And uh, yeah, that's kind of the writing side of things. And and then, um, so there are so many tools available to self-published authors. And like my, I, quite honestly, this book, um, it's on Amazon and it blows my mind, yeah. but it's just self-publishing through Amazon. It couldn't be easier. Um not only that, I, I think uh, there's tools out there like Fiverr.com um, is, and maybe you put that in the show notes or something like that, but um, Fiverr.com is just where people are available for services. So I hired an editor from Fiverr.com and for 25 bucks, they edited my book, found all the typos, found grammatical mistakes. I changed it. Um, I'm, a, I'm a graphic designer, like way, way, way back in the day. Uh, that was what I used to do. Uh, but there's on Fiverr, you can have people design great, great covers for your book. Um, there's templates out there for, um, up, you know, creating the books um, for for Kindle's formatting and, and for Amazon's formatting. And once it's done, man, I, I hit submit twice, once for paperback and once for Kindle. And this thing is out there. And it's just it, like it's so easy. There's no reason not to do it. And uh, so from both the writing side and the publishing side, I would say to any author, you can do it. Yeah. So 25 prayers to Christmas, you talked about the process, just write a little bit each day. How long does it take you to write something like this? You know, um, there's the first draft. Um, I used to, I used to work at Lutheran Hour back in the day and there was an author there named Don Everts and he, um, he's written some amazing books with InterVarsity Press and stuff. And his advice was get it all out and then make it half. <laughs> so like take it and then just cut it. And, and there's the, there's the writing phase. Then there's the rewriting phase. And then from there, you could even make it half from that. And that's to make it the idea as potent as possible. Um, it is, is, is really, you know, a good, good tool for writers to learn. Um, but so anyway, write it, uh, make it half, keep on that rewriting process that, um, and that lets it breathe, you know, like most pastors, like we'll get done, we'll get done writing a, a, or preaching a sermon. And the best sermon we preach is the sermon we say to ourselves on the way home, driving back to our house, because <laughs> we think of all the things we could have said. And, oh, if I would have used that verse, no, if I would have twisted the phrase that way. And, and, and you don't want that with a book, you know, so it's, there's one getting it written and then two um letting it simmer like we were talking about rewriting it tweaking it massaging it that's an important part of the writing process too yeah yeah so yeah that editing portion not only do you hire the editor but you're also the editor as well right right yeah. um prayer obviously has to be super important uh the michigan district brought you in in 2019 to the theological conference and the topic of course was prayer right uh, you wrote a book, Praying Through the Christmas Story. We kind of talked a little bit off air about the concept of how to pray through scripture and why that's important. Why don't you explain what that means? You know what? I'll even back up a little bit further. And I'll just say that, like, um, I, I've just, I've 
three of my books now, um, Pray What You See. It's a book about prayer walking. Um, 40 Prayers to Launch. It's a series of prayers to before a church plant's launch. And it's just prayers to give your team members as they pray for um, the launch of a new church. And then 25 Prayers to Christmas. But it's funny, I didn't set out to be writing about prayer so much. It's just, it's happened. And the reason is, is not because I'm a giant of prayer. It's not because I'm great at prayer. It's because these are things that have helped me get better at prayer. And I think it's one of the, I mean, prayer is the engine of the church, right? I mean, we we, we can have a car and you can put it in neutral and you can push it. Um, or you can have gas in the car and turn the key and it goes a lot further, a lot faster. And I, to me, that's what prayer is. And unfortunately, prayer is something that I self-admittedly am not as good as I wish I was at. I, 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 I wish I prayed more. And then when I have, you know, side conversations with pastor buddies of mine, they say the same thing, like, man, I just don't pray enough. And so when I find a tool or something that helps me pray more or be more intentional about it or more sincere about it or, or just grow in prayer in any way, I latch on to it quickly and I want other people to have that tool because it was helpful to me and my weakness and I want the same for other people. So prayer walking, boom, it just changed the way I prayed for my city. And all of a sudden I'm praying for my community like never before, or, you know, breaking down what are the aspects of a church plant launch that we can pray for. And then here with Christmas, what are things that we can pray about for Christmas and going, oh, these bite-sized little verses can prompt prayers. And and, you know, whether it's a phrase that Elizabeth says or a phrase that Zachariah says or a phrase that Mary says, that um, all of a sudden was just like that informed my prayer life or, or you know, just transformed it in some way. And I thought th this is a tool that other people can use. And so, yeah, prayer is important to me, but it's not because I'm a giant at it. It's probably God is using my weakness to be glorified, frankly. So. I know when we do this and I'm, I am absolutely guilty of it. When prayer requests go out, <laughs> I won't raise my hand and say, I've got one until I've got something going on in my family. Usually it's, it's someone's sick, someone's hurt, something like that. Um, how can we be better about praying for other things? Right. Well, that's, that's the heartbeat of the book. And we were, I mean, just like joking about this earlier, but like yep. when you ask prayer requests at a church or a meeting or whatever it might be, 99 times out of 100 it's a sickness mm -hmm. it's prayers for aunt cindy's hip it's prayers for someone who has an upcoming surgery and that's fine we should pray about that but that's a sliver of what we should be praying about in the church we could be praying about so much more about reaching the lost open doors for the gospel prayers for our leaders prayers for workers in the harvest the list goes on and on and on of all the things that we could be praying for and so with 25 prayers to Christmas, when I broke down, what are the things in the Luke's story that we could be praying about? Um, it All of a sudden, it's just these topics started emerging. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I would have seen it unless I had looked with what are the things we could be praying about. But like some of the topics that are covered in this book are a prayer to make ready for uh, Christ's arrival, a prayer to be sent to speak, a prayer of confession, a prayer of gratitude, a prayer of wonder, a prayer against fear, a prayer for Jesus's name to be great, a prayer to believe, a prayer. And then like really neat things, like when Mary's doing the Magnificat, or as we would call it, or Zachariah's song or Elizabeth's song, when they do their prayers, if you simply switch the pronouns, you can make it your own prayer and you can make it your own prayer to God. And now you are praying with the people who first experienced Christmas and you're praying their prayers. Don't you think that that's going to change the way you approach this season? And that's, I mean, 
it, honestly, it's a concept that not only applies to Christmas, but it's a concept that you can apply to any prayer um, that you see in the Bible or any kind of a, a, a section of scripture. You can find prayers in there. And that's more than, and, and we were like, we love God's word. That's what Luther, we love God's word. We place it on the highest of pedestals. I mean, it is, it is the, it is the thing that we care so much about in, in our theology. So it's one thing to read God's word. It's one thing to memorize God's word. It's one thing to apply God's word to our life, but it's another thing to pray God's word. And there's, I mean, th that's a topic in and of itself, but to pray God's word and back to him, man, that is transformative to your faith life. So as you're preparing and you're reading um, the gospel of Luke, was there any topic, anything that surprised you and, oh, I'm going to write about this. I'm sure there was, right? Oh, gosh. Yeah, man. Um, it, you know, it's it's funny, like when uh, Mary uh, got to her prayer of wonder, like mm -hmm. praying about wonder, I don't think I've ever prayed that before. <laughs> that, that completely surprised me. Um, Zachariah is pretty angry at the unjust and the oppressor. And making that a prayer is, oh, man, this is new for me. This is new language on my lips that I've never prayed before. Um, and then, you know, like, I think in the Christmas season, we we are so caught up in the joy and the festivity, joy to the world. The Lord has come, you know, oh, come, let us adore him. But there's a lot of penitence in Luke 2 um, and Luke 1. There's a lot of, there's a lot of confession. There's a lot of, you know, we aren't ready for the Lord's arrival. Um, a, a lot of uh, God, you know, having his way and clearing house so that we are ready for his majesty's arrival. Uh, very cool. Um, Chris, why don't you go ahead and tell us again, how can people get the book? Um, they, great idea to get it soon because you've got 25 prayers to Christmas, right? You get one a day, you want to right? And <laughs> so hurry up and go ahead and purchase it. Where can people get it? You said Amazon, yeah. right? on amazon so honestly just 25 prayers to christmas you'll find it um the number two five prayers to christmas and that's available in paperback and in kindle i made it as affordable as i could um so the lowest number i could set on amazon uh, so it's 4.99 for paper book <laughs> or for sorry for paperback and uh, i think 2.99 for kindle that's the cheapest they would let me set it at uh so i just wanted it to be in the hands of people and it you know honestly it's just a, a a daily Advent prayer devotional um, that I think would be great for people to do as their Christmas preparation or in addition to the Christmas preparation. Um, and yeah, you can get it on Amazon. Oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate the conversation. appreciate the chance to get 25 prayers to Christmas. I've had a chance to read a few, but uh, we'll definitely pick up the book and and uh, check out the rest of it. So, uh, yeah, thank you for having me. Thank you so much. And uh, you know what? Thank you for welcoming to, welcoming me and my family to the district. Well, great to have you here for sure. And we also want to thank you, the listener, for making this podcast part of your day. God bless.